Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. He is uh, out sick. Uh, we wish him well, but you can vote for him in the Radio Hall of Fame. Surely this wasn't a ploy for some sympathy vote. Radiovote.com is the place to go. Radiovote.com. Just a couple days remain. Uh, Radiovote.com. On the podcast today, we talk about Biden and his vice presidential choice. And this little issue that Biden had with, you know, eulogizing a KKK member. He's had no criticism over it. We get into that. We give you the quotes and everything on the podcast today. Also, uh, Oprah is uh, calling out uh, you, if you're white, for your white privilege. Uh, Make sure that you realize how white you are and how much privilege you have. Uh, We now have a new uh, example for cancel culture, kindergarten cop. Get into the details on that. And how awful Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo are. Uh, They are the worst uh, pretty much in the entire country. We get into the details on that and a new spin on Hooters that I think you'll enjoy all on the podcast today. Make sure to uh, check out the host of Pat Gray Unleashed on his own program every single day. You can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save you 10 bucks. You can watch Pat there. You can also watch Stu Does America, uh, the Glenn Beck program. Stephen Crowder's coming back soon um, as well. All sorts of uh, stuff on Blaze TV you can check out. And you can get, uh, I know our show, Pat, Stu, uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, as well as on podcasts. So you can uh, you know, click on this podcast app and go search for Stu Does America or Pat Gray Unleashed. And uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars is the appropriate amount of stars. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. It's not a tumor. <laughs> how offensive that was. Remember it's how you felt back then? literally the only thing I can remember from that movie. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Uh, the, the movie Kindergarten Cop, uh, so despicable, um, has been removed now from the Northwest Film Center. They plan to kick off the Cinema Unbound Summer Drive-In Movie Series that they do every year with that particular movie. But That's fortunately... <sighs> Uh, somebody with, uh, you know, cooler heads prevailed, smarter heads, wiser heads prevailed. I was going to say, because the fact that they wanted to air kindergarten cop, uh, at a drive-in movie theater Mm -hmm. made me hate everyone at the organization (laughs) right? uh, because of their despicable, Mm -hmm. despicable actions and their obvious lack of caring (laughs) of people of color. Because of the strong messaging in kindergarten cop against people of color well as it was put uh by this woman who objected to it um national reckoning on over policing oh. is a weird time to revive <laughs> kindergarten cop is i know it? you were thinking the same thing a minute ago first of um, all <laughs> i gotta say is it reviving kindergarten cop to show it at a local driving <laughs> festival i don't think it's reviving yes, it. it would have spread I all over you, the all over the country because you you teased that story i thought they were mm-hmm. gonna say they were remaking it no or something no, no, no it's just being the old arnold schwarzenegger version is just yes. being shown locally yes that was the big controversy <laughs> yes just some little, little small town in oregon is uh, showing this at a drive-in movie festival and they do this every year uh but here's the thing we are trying to end the school to prison pipeline <laughs> that's okay. not what the movie's about <laughs> Or nor does it encourage uh, the school-to-prison pipeline. There's nothing entertaining, Stu, about the presence of police in schools 
which feeds the school-to-prison pipeline in which African-American, Latinx, and other kids of color are criminalized rather than educated. <laughs> that, I don't remember this in the movie at all. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> that's only because it's not there. That's why, oh, okay. that's why you don't remember is it, it is because it's nowhere in the movie. Well, and my white privilege. And your white privilege. Right. Those two things combined. Now, you can completely take away your privilege. You're still white. And so... <laughs> Right, of course, obviously. Uh, obviously. I, I was, you know, you didn't need to say that. Obviously. Uh, uh, five and six-year-olds are handcuffed and hauled off to jail routinely in this country, as you know. <laughs> routinely. <laughs> as as you many, know. How many it's times routine. has that happened? I don't know, I mean, but it's routine, okay? It happens never, uh, all we, the time. Maybe you know, once a year or so, I hear a story like that where, where some kid has done something and... And a mm-hmm. police officer does something they shouldn't probably do and haul them off to jail. I don't hear it I, often. I feel like I hear about it when it happens because it's mm-hmm. usually a news story, right? And then it doesn't happen again for a while. Well, let me tell you something. This criminalizing of children increases dramatically when cops are assigned to work in schools. Uh, we all know that. I think one of the best things we can do is um, <laughs> take down the defenses of our kids at school. We, we, what we don't want is people who are there that could take out a mass shooter or something. If God forbid one shows up, you want to make sure that they're just completely unprotected. Mm-hmm. And therefore, mm-hmm. they will not uh, feel the wrath of something like a kindergarten cop. Well, right, because the school to prison pipeline is much worse than what you're talking about. Than, <laughs> right. Than mass shootings. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Hey, come on. Wise up. Yeah. You, I, I, you know what? Do I have to educate white, uh, you in all this? My it's, white again, privilege is showing yeah, again, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yes, it is. It's flopped out once more. Yes, it has. <laughs> it's so apparent. It's achingly apparent. <laughs> it is. It is. What I, a weird kindergarten cop. He's uh, he's there. I haven't seen the movie probably since it came out. You know, thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot of rewatching. Why? No. First, I'm, the biggest question here is why on earth would you pick kindergarten cop to show at your drive-in? Because <laughs> it was filmed in Oregon, I guess. Part oh, okay. Of it, at least part of it was in Oregon, and so this the festival involves movies about Oregon or filmed in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing Kindergarten Cop, they're instead going to play a second showing of, uh, let's see, uh, the, it's the, you know, it's the John Lewis story, the documentary about John Lewis. They're going to show was that. It, was that filmed in Oregon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, it was filmed in Oregon or he. Okay, he went to Oregon once or. <laughs> so wait, I'm not their sure answer. What the Oregon tie there is. So. so <laughs> Anyway, I want to make sure I understand. They are so terrified mm-hmm. by this yeah. that not only are they canceling Kindergarten Cop, they didn't even pick another movie. They just decided no. to run another one. Twice. I think we're okay with the John Lewis thing. It's the one thing I know we can show. <laughs> They're terrified. That's probably figured into it. I'll bet it did. Yeah. I'll just, bet it just did. replay the one we already have then. They, they, can't, they, can't, they can't protest that, and you'd think they can't protest that, but you know what? But they will. They can and they will. Again. They are the, the left is in a, in the middle of an all out full frontal assault against the the vision of Martin Luther King. Oh, for against sure. it. Yeah, Martin absolutely. Luther King statues will topple in this country in within the next decade, probably faster, probably much faster. They, they, they listen to the work. I'll give it go three to, years. Yeah, go to like the White Fragility. Um, this book that's become so popular and is so highly recommended. It is not. The races, the thing they're calling racism today is not what Martin Luther King called racism. 
It is, it's a totally different thing. They've just redefined the word like they do with gender, right? Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. just taken the word and it now means something different. We were doing on the on the fabulous Pat and Stu show back in the day. I remember sitting there with you and we're sitting there, we're watching a clip of Ellen and Ellen comes on She's and she's talking about the transgender situation. And she says, you know, people don't understand like, you know, what what, tra- what what gender what transgender means is it's it's not it's not like the what you used to think it was it's it's, it's a feeling that you have in your head and it's like well mm-hmm. okay let, let's just take this on its on, on its face for a second if what you're talking about is a feeling in your head we are talking about two different topics like, yeah. I, I, it may be right. very interesting to discuss what feeling you have in your head right that may be something really interesting to talk about. It's got nothing to do with whether you're a boy or a girl, though. Right? Like that. It's not, it's not the same. I'm talking about mm-hmm. are you a boy or a girl? If a doctor comes in and they need to fix your ovaries, are you gonna have any? Right? Right. That's what we're talking about. You might have another interesting topic to discuss. <laughs> But there's already a word we were using for the boy-girl thing. We were talking about gender. Okay. Right. So why take the one we are, if you want to call it feeling in your head, then that might be a really interesting topic for your talk show, but it's not gender. It's not what it is. Yeah. And we've come to this place where racism is the same way. Racism used to be, are you judging people by the color of their skin instead of the content of their character? If you're doing that, you're an idiot. Okay. Yeah. If you're discriminating against people because based on the color of their skin, that's racism. Yes. If you don't like them just because of the color of their skin, that's racism. That's racism. The solution to that, judge people by the content of their character instead of the color of their skin. It's what that's not what they're looking for. Yeah. It's what Martin Luther King said. And it's what Terry Crews just said. The Mm -hmm. same thing. He's Terry Crews was just articulating Martin Luther King's vision. And he's bludgeoned and he for it. bludgeoned for it. And you look at white, white uh, fragility. We did a show on this on uh, Stu Does White Fragility a, f- a couple weeks ago. And I had to go through a bunch of the nonsense in the book. And when you look at it, they are not describing racism as we know it. They have a completely new definition mm-hmm. of, of, of racism that revolves around the idea that it's not something you can control. It's not something to say. It's not something to cure. It's something inherent in you, which to me sounds a lot like the arguments racists make. Hey, you, you're, you're dumb. You, you, it's inherent in you because of your color of your skin that you're dumber than the color of my skin, right? That is mm-hmm. what racists say. And what they are doing now with this white fragility argument and all of these other things is judging people who have a certain color of skin by the color of their skin and not the content of character. They've actually reversed Martin Luther King's vision. Exactly reversed it. Mm -hmm. And And just reversed exactly the people who are being discriminated against. Instead of blacks, it's now whites. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so I have to be labeled the white privilege person or white fragility just because I'm white. Yeah. And, and people will say, well, it's, it's a, come on. You think white people are having it all that tough in America? Well, no, I don't think that they do. I think America, generally speaking, is filled with people who see Martin Luther mm-hmm. King's vision of racism mm-hmm. and see that as something that should be fought against. But if the people who uh, have authored and, and given you things like white fragility uh, get in control and win this argument, then yes. 
Yeah. White people will be it's discriminated against just like headed, black people were. For sure. It's yeah. the direction we're headed. Yeah. Anyways, that's why, you know, you have to push you have to push back against it. And it's important that people like Terry Crews do it, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he should be praised for that. That's because this is insanity. You're taking it, human it agency out of it. You can't you can never personally be a good person because of the color of their skin. That is legitimately their argument. If you're mm-hmm. white, you can't not you can't avoid racism. You are automatically a racist. One of the worst accusations in our in our society for good reason. And you cannot escape it because of the color of your skin. That is uh, it's a horrific way to view the, the world. Horrific. And uh, it's gotten so bad that they're actually changing what this movie <laughs> is about. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop wasn't about police arresting children no. or terrorizing children or not. traumatizing them in the kindergarten. He was just undercover at the school. He wasn't arresting children. There mm-hmm. was nothing in there about that. No. Nope. He was he was trying to protect the children and there was a drug dealer in there or something and he was trying to get the drug dealer and so it's mainly, you know, he falls in love, I think, with one of the teachers or something to that effect, doesn't he? I don't know, And Pat. she I happens have to. to have a kid, and mm-hmm. then it's all beautiful, and, and great things happen. But it's not about arresting five- and six-year-olds and taking them off to prison or the prison, the school-to-prison pipeline. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. And again, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. But we're going to destroy the legacy of an immigrant who came here with nothing, who built himself into a movie right. star and then a governor of California. Right. We're just going to destroy his legacy because I guess he had white privilege, too. Yes. He came over here and was so white, he was able to succeed in this way with nothing, building his entire life with zilch. We're supposed to now degrade that memory, mm-hmm. just like we degraded the woman who played Aunt Jemima. Just like uh, yeah. all of these examples. And her family, too, because her family's pissed about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about this. Your, your mom is a beloved figure. Mm-hmm. Your mom is someone who not only is, is, is beloved by everybody who remembers eating Aunt Jemima pancakes when you were a kid. I mean, I, I still have them, by the way, in my cupboard. I made sure to, to buy some right before they took them off the shelves. Uh, but, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's a great memory from your childhood. And mm-hmm. as I've pointed out, Consumer research indicates that African-Americans are overwhelmingly the biggest consumers of Aunt Jemima products. Why? <laughs> well, you could understand it, right? Mm-hmm. When you go down the aisle and there's someone who looks like maybe your grandma smiling back at you, there's a reason why they probably connect with that product. They don't look at it as negative. They look at it as positive. Like, that is a good thing now they've ripped it off the market because white people told them they were supposed to be offended like how insulting mm-hmm. is this and it's really bad it's completely widespread and barely questioned anymore pat same with mrs butterworth too yeah she gone now too because i have she's her now too i got her in the cupboard as well yeah, do you i do i and i asked him uncle ben the bottle is shaped by like she would be or something right is yeah that, she it looked yeah. like it does the look bottle like, is like it's mrs butterworth herself because I don't know. I honestly don't know the color of Mrs. Butterworth. Now, I've never known that. Now, if if she's transparent as she appears, <laughs> she's sort weird, of syrupy color. Yeah, I think. but yeah. inside of her is syrup. That doesn't mean the color of her skin is syrupy. I don't think. I mean, I've never put any thought into it. Maybe. Yeah. And that is what the argument is, Pat. They it say is. if you haven't put thought into it, that shows you're a white supremacist. It shows that you're that your your uh, your white privilege <laughs> is that you didn't have to put any thought into it. Right. It's like. Why have we picked skin color 
for these arguments. Why didn't we pick eye color? Why didn't we pick hair color? None of these things mean anything. Mm. It, none of them matter at all. None of them matter. And we've just picked random physical like uh, characteristics and decided to divide our entire society based on them. Yep. It makes no sense. I, I thought we understood that, but apparently not. No, I don't think we do. Mm. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This Bill de Blasio thing uh, is, this is one of the more outrageous things because it's, they're so uh, unmasked, I guess. They're just yeah. saying it now. They don't care. They're not trying to hide it. It's like, no, I could do this, but you can't. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm different than you. They did this with the politician thing in Washington mm-hmm. where they said the politicians can do this. Yeah, they can get together for a funeral because they're politicians. They they're, need they're to. They're important. They're important people. You can't do this because you're little people. They're actually basically saying just that. Yeah. Well, and John Lewis was an important person. His funeral is important. The yes. people who attended it are important. Now, you, your funeral who is are you? not important. You're a zilch. You're, who are you? you? So what? You had a spouse for 50 years and you didn't get to say goodbye to him. So what? It's unbelievable. You don't get a funeral. Of course not. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous for you to do it. It's okay for us to do it. Now, when, when Glenn predicted, and I believed the, the socialist thing, I thought, yeah, okay, I bet they will eventually just say it because they're proud of it. They want to say it. They've always wanted to say it. They just know that America wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they believe, at least they're to the point where many Americans are, and they can just say it right now. Yeah, we're socialists. It's a better system. Uh, you tried it the other way. Now let's do it our way. Mm-hmm. But this I am better than you thing, and I know more than you, is just amazing because I'm elite, and you're a douchebag. I, I mean, you shouldn't be able to do the things that I can do. Listen to that. Bill de Blasio, who's talking about, you know, the the Black Lives Matter. Um, they call it a mural. It's just painting on a street, painting block <laughs> letters on a street. That's not a mural. Okay. That's a good <laughs> it's point. Not a mural. A mural mm-hmm. is like a painting. Mm-hmm. That's that's a mural. Uh, what he's doing wasn't a mural, but he, you're supposed to get a, a permit for it. And he didn't. And everybody else has to. Here's what he had to say about that. We haven't said no to people. We've said if you want to apply, you can apply, but there's a process. Uh, you look, have to go to the, the fact mm-hmm. is that look. what I decided to do with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. murals, and this came out of a meeting mm-hmm. at Gracie Mansion weeks ago with community leaders and activists who said this would mm-hmm. be such an important thing for this city to declare oh, officially. Yeah. Um, that is something, again, transcends all normal realities because <laughs> we are in a moment second. of history where this okay, has to be said. We're supposed to, buy, we're supposed to buy that it transcends all normal reality. Wait, uh, no, it doesn't. No, well, it isn't that in the transcendence clause? No. No? No, it's not. That's actually not a constitutional thing. There is Are no you transcendence sure? clause. Well, yeah. what if the, the mayor of a city really mm-hmm. wants to do something? They yeah, should be able to do it, right? Then no. Mm-mm, still there again. But if no. they really like, but like they really want it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you know, matter. Because I think what still. you're saying is like people, like what if a mayor kind of wants it? What I'm saying is that they mm-hmm. really, really want, want it. it. Like, and it like transcends and it, all I mean, reality. I should, I should add on to that. It feels really good. Like yeah. what if it feels And somebody really told good. you it's important? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still mm-hmm. no. No, still you got to go through channels. But uh, he didn't. And And he's admitting it. And he's admitting it and he's saying but you still have to. Let's see the rest of this. Unbelievable. And that's a decision I made. Mm-hmm. But How the normal process continues for anyone who wants to for apply. You. 
for you little people. Um, okay, the normal process continues for you, but I don't have to do it because what we have transcends you little people. You don't understand. We're smarter than you. We're wiser than you. And we're just frankly better than you. Uh, but you have to go through the normal process or you'll be put in jail. That's a legitimately incredible clip because he, ca- he can't even... It shows you how this stuff happens. Yeah. He can't even manufacture a BS excuse <laughs> no, as to why can't. this is real. He can't. He, and, and he's had weeks and weeks and weeks to come up with it. Yeah. You know what's happened? No one has brought it up to him before. This is the first time he's thinking about mm-hmm. how all of this doesn't make any sense. For the first time, someone has breached the topic with him and said, yeah. hey, guys, like... I've noticed that like you're holding everyone else in the city to a different standard because you like this cause. <laughs> but How is that happening? Uh, this transcends normal. What? Yeah. What, a, what, what an explanation. Wait a minute. This tri- and we're just supposed to buy that bullcrap explanation. This transcends all normal reality. What? And that is essentially no. their argument with why the rallies were okay in the first place. Right. Coronavirus doesn't spread there because this transcends all normal reality. Which it does not. Which is, it does and not. And that's why, in part, the virus is spreading yeah. again. Yeah, it's why you're having all these issues, right? Yeah. It's at least part of it. Um, and it's an amazing thing to see. Uh, I, I can't... It's incredible to see the fact that he can't even muster an attempt at political BS there. Right. Yeah. It's just straight out yeah. admit it. We've broken the rules because we like this group. Period. Yeah. We like, I mean, and of course, de Blasio not only likes the fact that black lives should matter, but he likes the underlying. Oh, he uh, loves the I Marxism. Mean, he's a Marxist. He, he's been a Marxist loves for a long it. time. Yep. Uh, going back to the 80s. But mm-hmm. uh, that's an incredible moment. That's an incredible. It's so revealing, Pat. So revealing. It is. And frustrating and irritating and agonizing all at once and uh there's just not words in the english language anymore to express mm. the outrage that i feel for some of this stuff yeah well because he and he is de blasio is horrible i mean the new york duo between de blasio and cuomo oh uh, there's not a worse combination literally really in the world i mean tracking it back to the mm. wuhan institute of virology there's mm. no one who's handled this worse than right. those two right and people are like oh how can you say that andrew cuomo's done such a good job and for whatever reason <laughs> de blasio yeah i know it's amazing what? it's incredible de blasio for some reason they hated him so much going into this he hasn't had the the the, sh- the, the this sheen of of invincibility that cuomo has received from the media because mm-hmm. they just despised him anyway like he is one of those people who is incredibly liberal but doesn't really get the benefit from the press because he's so horrible and they can't stand he's him. so unlikable yeah, so unlikable cuomo to me is there's no difference i mean he's just as unlikable though i will say in multiple incidents uh, throughout this virus uh, de blasio and cuomo butted heads and each time de blasio was proven correct really cuomo lost those battles to the point of that cuomo had to was forced to admit it like for example when they're talking about that now you know the shutdown we can talk about as a country and we all would agree there was a zillion mistakes made in that mm-hmm. era however manhattan you know, I think there probably was due a shutdown at, uh, in March and April. Uh, they That was a real, utter, out-of-control disaster, as everyone at least used to admit. And in that time, de Blasio came out and said, 
we we're gonna have to shut this down this is this is really ugly and do, and, and that's right Cuomo, and Cuomo called said no. him out publicly and said yeah. he doesn't know what he's talking about it would have to be my call we will not shut this down there is no shutdown coming he's wrong i think it was three days later cuomo called for a statewide shutdown three days it took wow three days and that happened i can't remember there, I, we went through there's a series of shows we did in Stu does america the cuomo timeline and we went through everything pretty much in march it was a it took multiple shows just to get through march that's how many dumb things the guy did uh but we went through that whole thing and there are multiple times in there where he disagreed i think schools shutting down was another one where he said we're not going to shut down schools i don't know what you're talking about we're not going to shut them down that's not happening he i would have to be on that people are saying that's a conspiracy theory i would have to be the person who did that couple days later just got shut schools down i mean he was flailing around like an idiot for months he was months i remember the one press conference where he said that one of his friends approached him one of his business friends Mm -hmm. big business buddy uh who said hey i i'm hearing that everything's going to shut down i'm hearing that the businesses are going to be closed we're not closing businesses i'm the one who would do that and i'm not doing that and like you said either days or hours later they were shut down incredible and he gets no criticism for it whatsoever no just he had the worst problem in the world in the world in the world world, including northern italy yeah including wuhan including brazil brazil including every other option on earth cuomo was worse than worse than everyone on earth the only one honestly the only comparison you can come up with that's uh moderately close would be new jersey now, of course, New mm. Jersey connected to was connected to very New closely New York because all the people who worked in New York came in and then while all of this was going on, brought it back to New Jersey. So their rate is last time I checked it a tad higher, but they but overall deaths much worse in New York. And remember, about 80 percent of the seeding of this virus around the country came from New York. Yeah. You know, uh, it, uh, Cuomo came up with this cool little thing, he thought, because Trump, Trump was saying the China, the China virus. And to show how enlightened he was, he instead, Cuomo, started saying, oh, well, it's the European virus. We got it from Europe because the genetic uh, history of it looks like it came from Europe, the, the strain that, that infected New York largely. Um, that might be true, but first of all, where did Europe get it? They just got it from China. So there was another mm-hmm. step on the way here, which makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. And if you're going to blame the most recent place it came from, every other state in the union should be blaming uh, Andrew Cuomo. Because it all came from New York. Right. So this is all his fault based on, you know, his logic, which is incredibly minimal. There's not a lot going on up there. Um, The latest thing is, of course, he most famously, uh, five governors in America decided it was a good idea to force nursing homes to import known COVID positive patients. I can't begin to understand it's it. The, it's, it's seriously almost as if what their goal was was, was to, to kill, kill old, people, old people. Right? Like, how can we get yeah. rid of them? They're a strain on the economy. In a movie, it's that's like, what it you know be. what we need to do is kill old people and eat them. Yeah. And turn them into Soylent Green. And that is, I believe, Because, people. of course, it's, it, it's people, as you know. Soylent Green is made out of people. Silent Green is people! I, seriously, a Charlton I mean, Heston movie. Yeah. You could get Andrew Cuomo uh, uh, to be played by Cuomo Heston. Cuomo was reliving it. Yeah. And so if you, like, let's, let's twist it around this way. You're governor of a state. Your goal is to kill old people. Mm-hmm. 
what would you do with nursing homes during a COVID-19 pandemic? I'd move sick patients into them. Yeah, and, and force them. Yeah. And when they said, no, we yeah. have vulnerable people here, you'd say, yeah, I don't no, care. I don't care. Yeah, they, you have, have to do to. it or you're breaking the law. Yep. But then another thing you might add on, because four other governors did do that, which is embarrassing. <clears throat> but the one thing you do, and it would be only you who would do it. A couple things here, Pat. Number one, mm-hmm. what you would do is you would say, hey, here's a patient coming into um, to your uh, home. Uh, you can't even test them to find out if they are COVID positive. New York was the only state in the union Jeez. that would not allow tests of new nursing home uh, residents as they came in. They did said, they explain that? Yes, they did, Pat. Okay. What they said, I'd and like you'll understand this. Explanation. You would like to hear it? Uh, yeah, I would. They didn't want to encourage discrimination on COVID-19 status. That is legitimately their excuse for this policy because people were discriminating against people who had an infectious disease (laughs) coming into a nursing home. The nerve of them not wanting them in that nursing home. Because you know what? 49 other states didn't want positive patients to be imported into a nursing home. However, New York did, again, making it seem as if they were intentionally trying to kill these people. And then in addition to that, Pat, New York is the only state in the union that says, hey, uh, grandma died. She was at the nursing home. She got COVID at the nursing home. She got very sick in the nursing home. And right before her death, we got her in an ambulance. We brought her to the hospital and she died in the hospital only in new york is that not a nursing home death they do not record that as a nursing home death they say that's somebody who died in the hospital well every other state in the union counts that as a nursing home death because obviously that's the point of the statistic right the point is where Mm -hmm. it's transmitted not where they actually finally took their last breath right every other state in the union recognizes that not only does Cuomo intentionally not recognize it because they're trying to hide that number, which is obviously the number one, the biggest number in the United States, obviously. Um, they He is now out bragging about how his rate is lower than other states because he's the only state recording it that way. So he's like, oh, we're like 34th or 35th in the nation. Don't talk to those other, those red states who have higher rates than, than us. This is beyond lying. It is dancing on the graves of thousands of dead people. He is the worst governor in the country. This guy, the fact it's that not even th- close. it's not even close. And he has been the worst manager of the coronavirus pandemic. He let it burn through his entire population. And now because he only has five, six, seven, eight times as many deaths as any other state. Mm hmm. That now he is because after it's burned through the population, he has a low rate for a few weeks. He's now bragging about it, and the media aids him in that. It is despicable. There's nobody worse than Cuomo, is it including even De Blasio. Is it just me, or do you dislike him somewhat? Well, is that am I getting the right impression? Let me, here, let, me, or let, me let me summarize. Am it. I misunderstanding? Let what me you're summarize saying? it this way, Pat. Okay, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Okay, just go to Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Uh huh. And you can express this the same way. (laughs) All right. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I got this in from a longtime listener, Pat, an amazing, amazing uh, part of, of our society today. 
Uh, they run an Airbnb in Indiana. And during the protests, the unit was rented by some protesters. Hmm. Now, while they're there, neighbors uh, called the owner of the uh, Airbnb and said the people were being rowdy at all hours of the night. Um, so the police were called. They had to meet the police over at their, their unit. Uh, he writes, when we got there, there was a weed smoke <laughs> coming from the home. Apparently, people were smoking a little bit inside the home. Not allowed, of course. Um, after they were removed, they complained, however, to Airbnb corporate and accused the owner of the unit of racism. They called the police because we were black or whatever. Uh, they had no chance to respond to the accusations. And now Airbnb has remo- removed their unit from Airbnb. Oh, man. I think, Jeez. I mean, again, this is, uh, you know, Airbnb is, uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure they have some side of the story on this as well. Of course, that's the way our life works. But the, you don't need it. You, you see what companies do all the time. I mean, companies react this mm-hmm. way all the time. Any accusation of something bad, whether they check it out or not, just gets you just get dismissed. You get thrown to the side. Right. And whether you built a business, whether you've built a part of your life uh, doing these types of things, it doesn't matter. Whether it happened 37 years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As Arnold Schwarzenegger found out with yeah. Kindergarten Cop, yes. uh, he, made, he made a movie that was nice to police, so therefore it must be canceled. I just... It's... That's incredible. It really is incredible to watch this. And I think this is one of those things where the average person doesn't feel this way. Like the average person might very well think we should have a higher minimum wage and they're not, they're going to get into an, a, an argument with us about the economics of it. And that's fine. That's the way it's always been. But the average person, I don't think believes the television show cops should be canceled because some member of the profession of police officer did something wrong. Like, that's just insane to most yeah, people. Yeah, I hope not. I, I hope that's true, because um, I don't know how you come back from that. If, if we're there where the average person believes that, mm. how do you overcome that? Yeah, it's not... You become so stupid that you can't continue to exist as a society at that point. Mm-hmm. I well, just hope we're not there. Na, 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 na.